Growing Up with a growing understanding speech pathology. Conversations about children's development that will support you through your parenting journey. Growing Up with a growing understanding. Welcome to the podcast today. You're joined by producer Mel and Lauren Haskins. You know what? We would love it so much if you could go to your Apple Podcast app and write a review for us. Have you read any of them recently, Lauren? No, I haven't read any of them for a little while, but I should. I have jumped on and I have looked at who's listening and who's out there in our community. So certainly I'd love to hear some of the reviews and what people are listening to. Have you given yourself a review yet? No, I haven't. Why? If you don't back yourself, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I I like being able to hear what people are listening to, what they enjoy, and I really want to know what people would like to be hearing on the podcast and who they would like me to be speaking with. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I just gave you a five-star rating there. So there you go. You've got one from me. I've got one fan. (laughs) (laughs) I know that there's a few out there. So thank you to everyone who has reviewed the podcast. We just gave ourselves a five-star review, but there are a couple of other five-star reviews. Thank you so much for that. We'd really appreciate it, though, if you went to the write a review part of your podcast app and did that. Coming up today, we're going to talk about when to see a speech pathologist. We want to know who you'd like to hear from or what topics you would like us to discuss so we can continue to grow together. Reach out via email to growingup at agrowingunderstanding.com.au. Growing up with a growing understanding with producer Mel today and Lauren Haskins, who's usually the host of the show. She's going to be telling you today about when should I see a speech pathologist. I know myself as a parent, Lauren, You worry about every little thing to do with your children, right? Yeah, you do. And it's only natural that we're starting to really look at what our children are doing and whether it's expected for their age and whether you need to be getting any support for that. Take us from early on, you know, when a child is born and when they start communicating, things like that. What should you be seeing and looking out for? as milestones maybe for where they should be at with their speech? I think, you know, the most common thing that we see is that parents, and you would know yourself as a mum, Mel, that you would compare with the course, others yeah. with other children you know in the mother's group yes. or you know friends who have got children similar age you look at what they're doing yeah. and you look at what your child is doing and you're looking at whether that seems on par or not a classic one is walking everyone and, and your parents too oh you walked at this age oh you slid on your bum till this age I think everyone that, talks about it I think there's a new bluey episode that's is come there? out just on that that there's yeah. a lot of comparisons that are being made and you know comparisons aren't necessarily a bad thing as long as we're not too hard on ourselves and on on our children Mm. about what they should be doing at particular ages. But what we know is that there are particular skills that are obtained at certain ages and that's what we call our milestones. And those developmental milestones are a really good indicator about whether a child is on track developmentally to be able to achieve some of their early skills and then going forwards, growing and developing those skills for all of their learning and development. And so in terms of their communication development, there are certain milestones that they should be reaching at certain ages. So we know that children start talking around 12 months of age. Okay. What does that look like early on? The way that we define talking and those first words is actually that they use the same sounds and the same word for a particular experience or object. Okay. So I think about a number of the things that we hear children saying for the first time are the things that they really 
enjoy and the things that are real interest to them. So it could be the name of the pet dog or it could be a toy that's really important to them or a food that they really love. Or their dummy. Or their dummy. (laughs) You know, it's something that's, you know, really important to them might be their very first word and you know that it's their first word because they're using it consistently for that to be able to express that particular need and that particular want. That's generally when first words start to happen. And so that's, you know, when we start to look at, well, how is my child communicating and how are they communicating compared to other children who are a similar age? And and that's the question that we often get asked is, well, when should my child see somebody if that development may not be what they're expecting? Yeah. And so I guess what I see as really important is that we've got to have a really good understanding about what children should be doing at particular ages. And there is some really great information out there available to families and and some of that information is via our website so we've got information about what children should be doing at particular ages also our professional governing body speech pathology australia have got lots of information about early communication milestones okay so what should a child be doing at 12 months of age and 18 months of age and two years of age and sometimes just checking in with looking at what your child does and looking at what should be happening for their age can be a really nice point where you're not just comparing with the mother's group that you're actually looking at as a whole and as a society what children should be doing at particular ages as a professional in your space talking to mums out there or parents what would you say are some things that they could do to help their children in these early stages So I think having a conversation and having lots of conversations with your children is really important. But I always say try and use what's of interest to their child and what's motivating for their child as part of those interactions. So let your child lead those interactions. Let your child lead that conversation because they'll learn more and they will be more interested in having those interactions and in those conversations. I do think, you know, as a mum, it is really important as well that we do seek out the support of professionals if we think that a child isn't doing things the way that they should Mm. or at the right ages and stages so having that information to start with about what they should be doing at particular ages is important it's also really important that if you ever see a regression in children's skills so if they go backwards so let's say they were talking and now they're not talking or they were saying particular sounds and now they're not saying those sounds so that deterioration of skills or regression of skills how common is that It's quite common and it's particularly common with children who are having additional needs or, you know, anything that they might require support for that can be a trigger that they might be needing some speech pathology input or some support from other professionals like paediatricians or occupational therapists. So that's certainly one of the things that we look for is a regression of skills. The other thing is that if if you as a parent are particularly concerned, so if you have any worries... And even though you've been given all of that information, if you're really worried about something, I really recommend that you go and speak to a professional. And it might be your GP, it might be a speech pathologist, but reach out and and try and find out more information because it might put your mind at ease, but it might also just help you to be able to access some of the services to be able to help your child if they have got some of those needs and things as well. Yeah, of course. So what are the most common things you see the parents come in for initially 
to do with speech pathology from, say, the ages of a baby to around five or six? Yeah, I think at a growing understanding, we most commonly see those late talkers, so children who aren't yet saying those first words. And there is a huge amount of misinformation out there about when to be able to access supports for late talking or not yet talking. And so we see children from as early as 12 months of age when they should be starting to use those first words coming in for speech pathology support because they're not yet talking and we can really help to do an assessment with that child to work out whether they are just naturally going to pick up and they just need a period of review and a period of time to be able to monitor their progress or whether they may require speech pathology support and therapy to be able to start talking and to be able to learn some of those skills. So that comes as part of our training and our experience that we're able to take information from the family and and do some observations of the interactions that are happening between the the parent or the carer and the child and also to be able to do an assessment with the child to look at are we looking at a, a language difficulty that might be an indication of ongoing learning difficulties are we looking at a child who's just slower to talk and you know going to catch up on their own or are they actually doing okay for their age and don't actually need anything and I think that that comes as part of that training and that experience but it can really reassure assure families as well to make sure that they're on the right path to be able to help their children's communication skills to grow. And what about the older children, say 8 to 10 or early teens? What sort of stuff are you seeing most there? I know I went to a speech pathologist to be able to say my S's correctly because I need to put my tongue in between. <laughs> yeah. And I had little dots everywhere and I learnt and yeah. Yeah, and so certainly, I mean, that's the most common thing that people think that speech pathologists do is the sounds and, yeah. and clarity and things yeah. like the li- the lisp. Yeah. We also work with children in terms of how they're understanding instructions and following information. Oh, okay. We can also help with reading and writing and those literacy skills. And we also help with social skills and how to interact with others. The other thing that speech pathologists do, which is less known, is that we also support feeding and eating challenges as well so I think the fact that we have a good understanding of head and neck anatomy that we can also help with feeding and eating challenges as well. Wow so if you would like to onboard someone at a growing understanding how can people do that? Lots of different ways they can find out lots of information on our website they can find out whether firstly whether a speech pathologist is going to be helpful for them and their family they can also reach out and make appointments online to see our service you don't have to be local um, to Newcastle in New South Wales to be really able to good access and our important services these days, yeah. that you, you know now we're able to um, provide services all around the world we've got families overseas as well as around Australia accessing our services online and so they can book appointments online and via our website and they can also just reach out and contact our service and speak to some of our client experience officers who can also help you to navigate services and to work out what service might be required from a speech pathologist and whether we are in fact needed so they can certainly help you as well just by contacting our service. Thank you so much for giving us a better understanding of milestones today Lauren and where our children might be at. We'd really appreciate it if you went to Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening and write us a review and give us a five-star rating. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to Growing Up with a Growing Understanding Speech Pathology. We love helping families navigate their parenting concerns and ensuring your child can grow and achieve. Please rate and review wherever you're listening so we can continue to grow together.